Welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Today we're going to talk about your pandemic partner. Um, if you have been um, involved in a relationship with a cluster B disordered person, such as a narcissist, sociopath, or psychopath, probably the next relationship you have should be with yourself. Your best pandemic partner is you. We've all heard it more than we wanted to. It takes time to heal. Oftentimes, one of the common denominators for people recovering from trauma and abuse with this disordered person, um, it's, it's almost impossible to sever the energetic ties, these energetic cords that connect you. Trauma bonding is real, and it is the result of an extended period of intermittent reinforcement. Relationships with disordered people are filled with this brainwashing torture that binds you to them. The love addiction chemicals in your brain are activated in a destructive path that creates ruts in the brain. Each time a person is triggered, each time you think about that narcissist and what they did to you, you fall back into one of those ruts, and this sets off a series of traumatic experiences. Things like PTSD do not go away overnight, and they are common, if not almost always present, after tangling up with one of these types of individuals that are mentally impaired. In fact, um, PTSD and CPTSD can be a, an ongoing condition, much like alcohol addiction or drug addiction. And although you may achieve periods of sobriety, the condition never truly goes away. That's why continued therapy and 12-step programs are crucial to maintaining success and freedom from destructive patterns. People learn to live beside their addiction, and people with trauma must also learn to manage their symptoms and live beside their PTSD. It's kind of like having diabetes or heart disease. It's not like you cure it or heal it. You learn to live with this condition. And it's the same way with this. Learning how to deal with all of the symptoms of trauma is a tedious task. There is no one remedy that works for everyone. Each person must experiment with different healing modalities through trial and error and harvest the ones that work best for them. One of the most important parts of the healing is the inner work that must take place. The internal mechanisms of the person recovering from betrayal, trauma, and narcissistic abuse must be healed and made whole. It is common for the victim to suffer from childhood wounding and toxic programming that must be addressed in order to fully recover and end the cyclical patterns of abusive relationships. The problem is that it's difficult to know 
how to heal that inner child. It takes much time and introspection along with many different techniques to experience significant success or progress. So let's talk about being surprised by sudden revelations about self-sabotaging. Recently, in fact, last week, I was in a pool under the hot Texas sun with my friend Beth. We were socially distancing. We made reservations so that we were the only there people there at the pool and we could spread out, have it to ourselves for about 45 minutes before the next people came. And we were discussing our progress with recovery from these dysfunctional relationships and the subsequent divorces that we have both experienced during this past year. We talked about raising our vibration level, meditation, sacral cranial massage, ways to restore our chakras, and how to think positive thoughts, how to create intentions in order to manifest more peace and joy and less panic and despair. So after making numerous suggestions about things that worked for her that I might want to try, she pointed out something to me that had escaped me. She said that for each positive suggestion she makes, I always agree with it at first and then follow it with the word, but. When you frame everything with yes, but, it takes the power away from the possibility that the idea could actually work. I floated in the water, stretching and hovering over near the edge, and I thought to myself, you know, I realized the significance of what she said. I've spent so much time thinking about what I couldn't do and making declarations to the universe like, I feel like I'm never going to be happy again. I have not experienced one single moment of peace, joy, or well-being since he left, and that's been over a year ago. Or I might think to myself, I'm too old to start over again and build a whole new life from the ground up. It takes time to get to know someone new and create a life and something solid. The clock is running out. It's horrible that they put us in this position at this time in our lives. And then I said things like, I feel like I've been gutted, gutted. And even though it's been well over a year, I don't feel anything anymore. I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to feel anything again. So when you make those kinds of declarations to the universe, you're kind of self-sabotaging. And so why do people do that? Well, I think they're afraid to let go due to attachment and abandonment issues. So over the past 14 months since I was abandoned, I've held on to the fear that once I let go of him for good, I'm never going to feel that love or happiness or bliss again. We both had problems, but most of our 15 years of marriage were filled with everything I never had before, but I had always dreamed of having. Sure, it was deeply flawed, tragically flawed, but it was the closest I have ever come, and it was 
the partnership that I always wanted. While I should be feeling gratitude for the many blessings that I have in my life, I somehow feel so hopeless and unable to envision a future. I have found that the best way to attack this self-defeating attitude is to spend time with myself, sit with my sadness and pain, get in touch with my inner self, and figure out how to be whole and complete all by myself. My alchemist, and in case you don't know what that word is used in this context, spiritual alchemy works to free your spiritual self from your fears, your limiting belief systems, and lack of self-acceptance. So my alchemist taught me uh, a little prayer to raise my vibration level and free me from some of these trauma symptoms that I have had. Um, It consists of four simple statements. So this is what it is. It's from Hawaii, where she has lived for, um, for a couple of, well, almost 20 years, I think. And it begins like this. It's just four lines. It says, I forgive you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. That's it. I forgive you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I love you. As you find time alone with yourself in the uncertain days ahead, repeat this prayer, this mantra, and speak it to anyone and everyone that you have unfinished business with, perhaps your parents, perhaps your partner. Essentially, you forgive them and release them from being held captive in your body and mind and soul, thus allowing them to torture you or be a source of pain. So I don't know about you, but after all this time and pretty big amount, big heaping plate full of grief that I've had to nibble on all year, I think I'm ready to work on trying to become whole and healthy I don't need to spend more time worrying about what he is and what he can and cannot do and what he's incapable of doing and all, you know, all of that. All I can do is manage myself, spend alone time with myself instead of constantly trying to distract myself or find ways to connect with people or drown myself in technology or television. Take that opportunity that we all have right now during COVID to turn inward, roll up your sleeves, and do the work. It is your only chance, really, to fully recover and be free of what has happened to you. Whatever resides on the inside becomes what you attract from the outside. Chances are, when you do the work, you will realize that there are parts of you that are frightened or angry or starving to be seen or heard in ways that you never experienced before. It's your journey to becoming whole. It is your quest to become a complete person that does not require external validation in order to be happy. It is your mission to heal yourself so that you are positive, of high spirit, radiant, attracting goodness and health. It may not be fun 
or easy. It may be something you've avoided doing for a very long time. But this is a time of transformation, and everything is changing, whether you like it or not. The world as we knew it is gone, and it's not coming back. There's no going back to normal. It's gone. There's going to be new things, new normals, and that's just how it is. These, the, there has been loss. There has been change. So take the opportunity to transform yourself along with becoming part of the change that is taking place all around us. Throughout my last year of this journey, I've heard many people say that the dissolution of a relationship with a disordered partner is both a blessing and an opportunity for self-improvement and healing. I don't know. I didn't like that idea at first. I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't invite it. I was happy with the way things were. I thought that no relationship is perfect, and whatever problems we encountered, we would tackle them together and find some way to problem solve them. I believe that. Um, But if we can just think about that and tackle the work that must be done, We can come out of this on the other side as stronger, healthier, and wiser survivors and thrivers. We can heal ourselves finally and be free. Stop the cycle, not just for ourselves, but for our children and our families. And love ourselves and others. Forgive ourselves and forgive others. We can emerge from this darkness and despair, and we can live our lives once again in this new world that is just beginning to open up. Thanks, and everybody, be happy, be healthy. You don't have much time. Let's make that happen now. Bye-bye.